Welcome to Bloom, the podcast where mums share their unfiltered birth experiences. We hope that by listening to their stories, you feel empowered and inspired wherever you are on your own journey. Welcome to Bloom. Today's mum is a legitimate superhero. Abby felt absolute joy at finding out that she was pregnant, but then complete shock a few weeks later on finding out that she was actually carrying twins. It was truly a self-defining moment that changed her and her partner's lives forever. Preparing for one baby is nerve-wracking enough. How do you prepare for two of them? How do you handle a double birth? And how do you have enough arms to do everything once they've arrived? (laughs) The apprehension during her pregnancy was very real and very understandable. Even so, Abby felt also very lucky and very blessed. Abby, I have so much admiration for you already. Thank you for agreeing to share your experiences with us. And I just can't wait to get into all of this with you today. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Let's dive straight in. Please, can you tell us your name, your age, where you're from, what you do in life, and could you introduce us to your lovely family? Yeah, so I'm Abby. I'm 33. I'm, I live in McGull, which is near Liverpool. Um, I'm an operating department practitioner, so I work in a children's hospital with, uh, alongside the anaesthetists, uh, putting the children to sleep for their operations and waking them up afterwards as well. So pretty hectic job as well. <laughs> um, what else did you need to know? Oh, my family. So yeah, there's me, uh, my partner, Ryan, and then we've got our two, tw- our twins, Archie and Grace, and they're 18 months old now. Wow, 18 months, so they must be a real handful. Yeah, it's just a whirlwind constantly every single day. <laughs> oh, wow. Gosh, just well, Can't wait to hear more. I suppose, um, should we start at the very beginning? Um, how did you and Ryan meet? And what? when did you start thinking about having children? Uh, so it was a funny one with me and Ryan. We actually met on Tinder. Um, mm-hmm. And then we were messaging for a while um and then we decided we were going to meet up so we met met up and we went for some drinks and I kind of just thought to myself how I really want to spend more time with you like I've got I'm getting good vibes from you like I feel happy when I'm with you so that just happened and then this was before COVID this was in 2018 when we met um so we were just happily going along you know seeing each other a few times every week and then staying in each other's houses, stuff like that. I still live with my parents at the time. Um, and then uh, COVID, COVID hit. We were together mm. when, you know, when Boris Johnson came on the telly and when he was like, we're going to have to go into lockdown and did all that. Me and Ryan were together in his flat. And um, we just kind of like looked at each other and we were like, I was like, I don't want it. Because we thought it was just going to be for three weeks. Didn't we yeah. at the start? Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want to not see you for three weeks. And he was just like, well, why don't you live here then? And another thing for me, it was closer to my work as well. I'm working in healthcare. Mm-hmm. We were work- at work a lot during COVID, on call all the time, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it just made sense for me to move into his flat at the time. But it w- we thought it was only mm-hmm. temporary. <laughs> Se- <laughs> secretly, I was thinking, oh, I hope this is uh, going to be a permanent thing now. But yeah, anyway. Well, you got your wish. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. So we we moved in together and then 
so that was 2020 and then later on that year I got pregnant so wow yeah yeah. whirlwind yeah it really was it was a hectic couple of years really we fitted a lot into that time before the kids came wow how exciting Yeah. yeah And so you got pregnant. How did you find out? And was it a surprise? Had you been yeah. chatting about it before? So um, yeah, so we kind of uh, we kind of like knew we weren't preventing really. We were trying to be yeah. really really healthy. Ryan's quite healthy. He knows quite a lot about um, like healthy eating and all stuff like that. So we were just like trying to be really healthy, taking vitamins, stuff like that. So it was a bit of a surprise that I was pregnant because I was like, oh, this is actually happening now. But mm-hmm. um, not a surprise as in like a complete shock that I was pregnant because we kind of yeah. knew we were like on the track to that. Um, so how did I find out? Oh, yeah. So we we were living in his flat and I, we'd bought a house that we were renovating. So the, oh, house, wow, was, well. the house was like literally upside down. There was like walls were getting knocked down. There was no bathroom, that kind of stuff. Um, wow. so Ryan was downstairs in the house and I was upstairs. Oh, I'd gone, I'd, I'd gone to buy cleaning stuff actually to, to kind of mm-hmm. like clean up the bathroom. And I thought while I was there, I was like, I'll just buy a pregnancy test just cause I just got a weird feeling. <laughs> oh, did you have any kind of telltale signs at all? Or was it just no, no, something? No, no signs, no signs. I was, mm-hmm. I, my period's a bit all over the place. So I don't really have like a regular cycle. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. know if I was late or whatever. I just was like, I'm just going to buy one just, just to check. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'd gone to buy cleaning stuff, picked up a pregnancy test, came home. Well, not home, came to the house that we were renovating. Mm. Did the pregnancy test because we still had the toilet and stuff at the time. Did the pregnancy test. And then <laughs> Ryan was downstairs. He was really busy because he does a lot of the work himself with the renovation. Mm. Oh, wow. So okay. I, I went downstairs with the test and I was just like, uh, Ryan, I'm, pre- I'm pregnant. And he was like, what? Oh, okay. Um, oh, <laughs> he kind of like didn't really know what oh. to say. He was just like, yeah. oh, I guess you are then. <laughs> the test said it, so you must be. So yeah, that was how I found out I was pregnant. It was just a bit like, I kind of just snowballed. One of those. It was like yeah. it was just yeah. So that was the how I found out. Wow, and you already had your hands full by the sound of it. Yeah, so. yeah. So um, it <laughs> and was, it something was, else to add. It was really funny because I was I was painting the house and I was getting really sick of doing all the painting and I was just kind of thinking to myself, when is this going to be over? I was crying to Ryan. I was like, oh my God, I just can't do this anymore. Like I've had enough of this now. And then obviously I found out I was pregnant and he was like, that explains why you've been crying so much. And I was like, yeah, it really does. So yeah, 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 I was just an emotional wreck. Kind of all made sense. (laughs) And what kind of initial symptoms did you get? What do you remember about that time? When I did the clear blue, it came up saying I was three weeks plus. So I was like, okay. oh, okay. So like, you know, a few weeks here. Um, yeah. But I hadn't really had any symptoms really. Um, yeah. what, what happened? What, and then actually I did start to get sore boobs after that. That was like one of the main early symptoms for me was like sore boobs. Um, yeah. But we went for an early scan, which was like about two weeks after that. Because it was saying if I was three weeks, then wait another couple of weeks. And when mm-hmm. she she went, when I had the the scan, which is obviously when I found out it was twins, but we'll talk about that in a minute. She was like, oh, you're only about five weeks. So the clear blue had been two weeks before that. And that was saying I was three weeks plus. Mm. But it kind of all made sense because you have higher hormones when you've got twins. So oh, the clear yeah, blue was, So that 
Yeah, the clip. it messes up the test. Yeah, yeah. So it was saying I was three weeks plus, but really, I was probably only just about three weeks when I did the test. Ah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, in that early scan, the big news <sighs> dropped. What can you can you tell us? Um, how did it happen? So, when did you realise? And what did you feel when you were told? Oh, it was crazy that scan. So we went in. I hadn't even had really any sickness. I was quite lucky for the first few weeks. It was literally just the sore boobs and they were sore. They were really sore. You know, mm. you don't want to even t- put a bra on hardly that that sore. No. Anyway, so we went into the scan place um, and she was like, how, how many weeks do you think you are? So I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably about like three or four weeks, something like that. So she did the scan um, on external and she was like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, would you mind just going to the toilet? Because you have to have a full bladder if you're on an external scan, don't you? Mm. She was like, do you mind just going to the toilet? And I was like, she's like, I need to do an internal. So I was like, oh, no, she can't see anything or there's something wrong. Mm. You know, I was a bit like nervous because I was thinking there's, yeah. there's something wrong here. So I went to the toilet, emptied my bladder, came back and she was like, oh, I'll do the internal now. As soon as she put the probe in, sorry for being a bit graphic. No, no. <laughs> she put the probe in and then she went, yes, um, just as I thought, it's twins. And me and Ryan just looked at each other and we were like, what? What? This is crazy. Another thing to add to this story was, so this was on a Monday we went for the scam. On the Friday, we'd gone round to see Ryan's grandparents and his Nan didn't even know I was pregnant. We've hardly told anyone. We told our mums that was it, that we didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. else. So his nan didn't even know I was pregnant. And his nan said to me on the Friday, I can imagine you having twins, you know. Oh. Which was just really, really spooky. <laughs> she had a feeling. Yeah, yeah, really spooky. That then we went for the scan on the Monday and the woman was like, oh, it's twins. So oh. it was just, it was weird. And I looked at Ryan and went, your nan said your nan said <laughs> she called twins. it yeah twins so wow. it was for me that in that moment that it was it was like an out-of-body experience it was complete yeah. and utter shock like I never yeah. we've got no twins in my family or no mm. twins in Ryan's family so it was just complete shock like wow. I, I, I can't really remember it very well because it was it was mm. just like after she said yeah it's twins after that it's just a blur my legs I've never seen them shake so much in my life. They yeah. were like proper jelly legs. To, to walk out the scan place, Ryan had to help me out. He had to put his arm around me and help me out of the place because oh, I could wow. barely walk. It was just Well, I'm not crazy. surprised. You just don't expect it, do you? Obviously, you know that in theory it's possible, but you don't You yeah. don't think you're going to have no, twins. No, like even, even like you say in theory it's possible, I'd it was just like no that, that will yeah. ne- never ever happen to me I'll never have twins and then that. so yeah what did you do did you go home did you just have to sit down and kind of go okay yeah, yeah. how yeah. like what what did you yeah. do together and um, how was Ryan as well he well he was made up he was like I wanted twins I wanted twins yeah 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 oh, amazing yeah and I was just like no 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 how are we gonna Mm. handle this like I think I was a bit more realistic than him he's he's I I'd been very close to my sister when her baby was born so I'd seen Mm -hmm. how hard it is with a newborn and it's one yeah yeah, my mind was just racing going how am I gonna handle this how are we gonna get through this like what what's gonna happen 
Yeah. Um, I think those feelings kind of carried on for the whole pregnancy, really. Yeah, I was I was happy. I was happy we were having twins and I was so happy we were having two healthy babies. But just the shock was just... Yeah. And so from there, did you start getting really strong pregnancy symptoms then shortly after and and how is how is having twins different do you have a different experience of pregnancy um like i don't maybe this is a stupid question do you get like stronger symptoms because you've got more hormones yeah or Um, something when you google it it says that you get stronger like you know symptoms and stuff but obviously i haven't got anything to compare it to only what other people have told me so um i the sore boobs carried on for like the whole pregnancy. Like that was, mm-hmm. it was, I felt like, oh, it was, you know, didn't even want to touch them. It was really sore. Anyway, um, the other symptoms I got early on was uh, morning sickness, but I didn't get that probably till about week six or seven. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe even week eight, I probably had about four weeks of like really bad morning sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what other symptoms did I have at the start? That was it really, just the morning sickness and being tired. Um, But I never felt like I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. It wasn't like that kind of tiredness. It was just, Mm -hmm. you kind of just want to go to bed a bit earlier in the evenings, that kind of thing. I um, Mm -hmm. work were really good with me. I ended up having about four weeks off in the last uh, bit of the first trimester. So the last four weeks of the first trimester, I was off work just because of the sickness really and the tiredness but Mm. it was quite good to just be at home I I was well rested to be honest it was quite quite good at the start yeah Yeah. that is good yeah and how were you being followed medically like when do you when you have twins do you get kind of extra support medically or extra scans or I don't know yeah what do you get told so the start is kind of the same really you just go for your 12 week scan excuse me you go for your 12 week scan and then I think I can't remember it was quite a while ago I think we saw the midwife a bit more regularly than you would normally and then once you get to 20 weeks you then have four weekly scans after that to make sure they're growing okay and make sure they're you know one of them's not really big compared to the other one and stuff like that and how did all of that go for you did you have any um like difficult moments or were they Um, growing well did you have any kind of health concerns no not at the not not till the very last two weeks of the pregnancy so okay I I had things like pelvic girdle pain rib pain you know I was very very uncomfortable at the end of the pregnancy Mm. and then I got to about so I had the twins when I was 37 weeks I got to 35 weeks I just had this weird feeling that something wasn't right Again, another feeling. Yeah. Um, I just felt really on edge and I didn't know what it was. So I went and got my blood pressure t- taken at a local pharmacy and it was a little bit high, but not not badly, just a bit, little bit high. So I contacted my midwife and she was like, it's probably normal. You're at the end of the pregnancy. You're having twins. Have you got much swelling? You know, because it's signs of preeclampsia. And I did have some swelling, but I was carrying two babies. I had two placentas. Yeah. So I was going to have some swelling to a certain degree. Anyway, she was like, you're probably okay. Don't worry. I was going in the next week anyway for my 36-week scan. So I went for the 36-week scan. They did the scan. The babies were fine. They both were growing really, really well. They told us they were both over six pounds. So I was like, Mm. Jesus, that's too big. Wow. Like the twins. Anyway, it turned out they weren't that, but that's another part of the story. Um went 
I did have my blood pressure taken and my blood pressure was sky high. It was like 100, 180 over 100 or something really wow, scary okay. like that. So they admitted me there and then. My swelling was wow. really bad as well. My legs were like tree trunks. My face was like twice the size. It was a bit scary that actually, to be honest, because to see my blood pressure like that on the screen and I work in healthcare, I was just thinking, oh God. You knew exactly what the, yeah. the importance of that. Yeah, yeah. And and what was going on? So they admitted you straight into hospital? Yeah, and I had protein in my urine as well. So I had, I had preeclampsia. Um, okay. And what did that mean for you? Yeah, what did they do and how yeah. long were you in for? So it was straight on to really strong blood pressure tablets. Um, they monitored my blood pressure every half an hour at the beginning. Um, I had to stay in hospital. I stayed in for, so it was 36 and four days I think when I got admitted um or three days something like that um and I they they put me on the strong blood pressure medication put me in hospital said to stay in hospital it was a heat wave and so the hospital Mm. was really really hot I was so uncomfortable yeah you know the mattresses in hospitals they're made of plastic aren't they oh gosh so it's just like yeah sticking to the mattress I wasn't very mobile because I had the pelvic girdle pain so I couldn't really get Mm. out of bed very easily obviously I had this massive massive bump oh wow it's hard enough when you're that pregnant let alone with twins but that pregnant and at home let alone on a sticky sweaty hospital bed it was not nice I was absolutely miserable um, visiting times were still limited because it was still a bit COVID-y. So, oh, of course, yeah. Um, Ryan could only come in for like two hours in the morning and then like an hour in the evening or something like that. Mm. So it was just pure miserable 48 hours. Anyway, I begged mm. them and begged them and begged them to let me go home. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I was begging them and begging them to get the babies out because I was thinking, I've got preeclampsia. This isn't really safe anymore. Because can you explain to us, and I know very little about it, what's the concern with preeclampsia? Um, what what could happen to you and the babies that the doctors yeah. are worried about so with that? Preeclampsia is basically your placenta is not working properly anymore. So I had two placentas. Mm. They didn't know which placenta, but or it could have been both of them, wasn't working properly anymore. So it ends up sending the blood or fluids back out into your body and that's why you get the swelling yeah. that's really really basic overview of it I'm not quite sure exactly yeah, yeah. if that's right but something like that anyway and the because your blood pressure is so high you can end up having like a stroke or a brain hemorrhage or a seizure mm, or anything like that so serious so, stuff yeah the the pre-eclampsia is really dangerous for the mum really um and then obviously if your life's in danger your your baby's life's in danger too isn't it Mm. so um they managed to get my blood pressure a bit more under control with loads of medication I think I was on like three different types of blood pressure medication um and um I begged them to I was begging them to let me get the babies out to be honest because I was worried about them and they say as soon as the babies come out then your blood pressure is a bit more controlled then um so but they wouldn't let me because they wanted to get me to 37 weeks because if the babies are born Mm. before 37 weeks they need extra care and they need to stay in hospital Mm. longer they need to have extra tests all that kind of stuff because the cluster's premature even if it's like a few hours before 37 days 37 weeks it's weird how these like admin things affect everything i know so they would they wouldn't get the babies out (laughs) because my blood pressure was under control even though I was begging them. And then I was I just begged them to let me come home for the night. So on the the babies were born on the Sunday. 
on the Saturday morning, they let me come home. So I came home on Saturday afternoon. I just went to bed because I'd hardly slept for 48 hours because I couldn't sleep on that hospital ward. There was alarms going off. It was horrible. Mm. Um, So I came home and literally just slept. Well, apart from needing to get up to go to the toilet (laughs) and getting comfy. Um, I slept for about 12 hours. Then the next morning I had to go back into hospital. During all this as well, we were getting our bathroom done. So for the last few weeks of my pregnancy, we didn't have a toilet. (laughs) in the house no <laughs> what did you do I was having what to... a time not to have a toilet yeah, with the toilet was on and off because they were having to turn the water on and off but at the very end we, we didn't have any toilet in the house so we have what did I was you having do? to wee in a bucket no. <laughs> yeah yeah in the in the as if you didn't have enough I to know. deal with no. so part of me was like I just want to go back to hospital because I've got a toilet there at least <laughs> thankfully my mother-in-law only lives just down the road so if we needed to go to the do a number two we just go down the road and have a shower down there too (laughs) but honestly it was awful like that it just added enough stress so that was like yeah just anyway so anyway on the Saturday morning I went back into hospital and they did my blood pressure again and my blood pressure was out of control all over the place even the medication wasn't working it was like dangerously high so mm-hmm. my mum had come with me then. So I was in hospital with my mum. And Ryan was um, doing work in the bathroom so we could get the, the new toilet fitted by the time I came home with the babies. Mm-hmm. So um, they were checking my blood pressure and they were like, right, we'll just sit on it for a bit. We'll see what happens. I told Ryan, he was like, okay. Um, and then they came and did my blood pressure. The, the surgeon came and saw my blood pressure and he was like, you need to go to theatre right now. So I was oh, like, wow. oh my God, my partner's not here. Like he's got, well, and they were like, he's got half an hour to get to the hospital. You need to go right now. You, you're not well. These, oh my God. These babies need to come out right now. So, cause I was having oh, a, C- wow. I was having a C-section cause uh, Archie, who was twin one was breech. So it was always going to be a okay. C-section for me. Okay. So you had at least been able to get your head yeah, around that. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I can't. I wanted a natural birth, to be honest, but because Archie was breached, there was just no way I was going to be able to have a natural birth. It was too dangerous okay. for twins. Um, yeah. So Ryan, he was plastering the bathroom. He'd literally just done a mix of plaster. He was turned up to the hospital. He was covered in plaster. And they were like, right, come on, <laughs> down to theatre now. Let's get these babies so out. So he did get there in Amazing. time. You were, he... Yeah, I was, li- okay, I was there goodness. in my gown, like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. So, yeah, he oh made it in time, which was really handy. And how were you feeling? Like, obviously, expecting him and hoping that he's going to run through the door yeah. and be there on time. Yeah. But how were you feeling both from a like medical point of view, like, in your body, but emotionally as well that's a huge amount to happen very quickly yeah what Um, was going on in your head medically I didn't feel well I felt I I could tell that my blood pressure was high my head was pounding all the time Mm. my hands were so swollen I could barely bend my fingers they were enormous Mm. you know my body just felt wrong it just didn't Mm. feel right Um, and then emotionally kind of like excited because it was like well I hopefully I'm gonna feel better um, obviously yeah. excited to meet them, but also so like nervous because I was thinking they're going to cut my body open to get these babies out. And it was like, <sighs> yeah. you know, it's it's a major abdominal surgery and I work in the surgical field. So I know what they're going to do to me. So I was thinking to myself, they're going to slice my body open. Like, oh, it's not, not yeah. a nice feeling. But also I want these babies out of me because I was so uncomfortable as well. So 
Yeah. And before we get to what happened, yeah, how was the rest of your pregnancy? Obviously, carrying two babies, yeah. you know, it, you get uncomfortable enough with one. How did you feel with both of them <laughs> in you? And um, could you move? Like, yeah. what, what was living like when you had two <laughs> babies? And um, to sum it up, it was very difficult at the end. I was probably comfortable enough till I was about 24 weeks. And then mm-hmm. 24 weeks, I finished work at 24 weeks because we were still wearing all the PPE and everything like that. And, I, you know, oh, yeah. I had anxiety as well when I was in work because I was worrying about what was happening to the babies. Um, right. So wearing the PPE, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I had like an elephant sat on my chest. It was just not nice. So I finished work mm. at 24 weeks, which was a good thing. But after that, it just kind of went downhill. <laughs> I wasn't... Right the most I, I could walk around the house and stuff like that but going for a walk I couldn't because I was so out of breath I had terrible rib mm. pain because Grace's bum was right up in my ribs and um, pelvic girdle pain so I couldn't uh, open my leg what does that feel it like it started off feeling like I had done like 50 spin classes in a row <laughs> oh gosh. yeah yeah 50 spin classes in a row like you know just really really saddle sore underneath Mm. Um, mm. and then it was okay as long as I could keep my legs completely shut so I couldn't like sitting down on the toilet was pretty bad because I had to you know open your legs to sit on the toilet and also from being pregnant just with one baby I I struggled to keep my legs closed yeah yeah it's because so there's a baby yeah. there in the way yeah. yeah so how did you do that um, oh god it was just yeah it was a struggle. Difficult. It was a struggle. I couldn't yeah. live without the pregnancy pillow. I had this um, big, massive mm. U-shaped pregnancy pillow that really helped me get comfortable at night and stuff. Okay. Um, but there yeah. was a lot of tossing and turning and um, reflux as well was another one for me that was terrible. Um, right. So I was having to sleep sat up. Um, yeah, it wasn't comfortable. Just but I was lot. so tired. Right. I still managed to get sleep. So, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it was good but then like feeling the babies move made everything like feel worthwhile you know when you that magic fluttering feeling inside it was that was lovely so yeah yeah and having two of those going yeah. on did you kind of maybe this is a funny question but did you kind of know or feel that they had different personalities already like would they move at the same time together or would they have different rhythms yeah. of movement and the things position my twins were in they were kind of like their heads were like together in the middle of my tummy. Probably that's why yeah. the um, reflux was so bad because I had two heads right there. And yeah. um, well, saying that Archie was breached, so his head was like in the middle with his bum down, mm-hmm. and Grace's head was mm-hmm. like underneath my rib. Grace's bum was underneath my ribs, but her head was near Archie's. It's hard to explain, like a yin and yang kind of position. Yeah. yeah. Um. So definitely, yeah, I could feel. I could feel them moving separately and then sometimes it would be like a washing machine in my tummy with them moving together at the same time. Uh, it's kind of like that, I imagine, with one baby though when they spin around and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. really for me, because they were so jam-packed in there and there was two of them, it was just the kicks. They were just constantly kick, kick, kick all the time. They didn't really have much oh. space to like move around really. It was just nice. constantly getting booted and elbows kicking out all the time. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Goodness. Just battered yeah, from the inside. Yeah, so coming back to you're about to go into theatre, you're not you're feeling horrendous. Yeah. Ryan's just 
flown through the door <laughs> to get there on yeah. time. What happens then? You get wheeled into theatre and does he stay with you the whole yeah, time? Yeah, he was able to stay the whole time, thankfully, which was really good. Um, Taken into theatre, they do all the checks and stuff like that. They'd already put a cannula in my hand. Um, they did all the checks and made sure I was who I was. I said I was, I wasn't allergic to anything, all that kind of stuff. And then they um, mm. put a spinal in, which for that you have to like lean forwards and like yeah. round your back. I'm trying to do it now as I'm talking to you. Like round your back, which was obviously really hard because you've got this massive bump in the middle. Yeah. So you can't lean yeah. forwards and round your back round. So that was a bit uncomfortable. And then they couldn't get it in the first time. So, and then, so okay. it was weird because they were trying to do the spinal and it was hurting me. So I started crying and then I was like, am I crying because it's hurting me or am I crying because I'm emotional about what's about to happen? It was kind of just like mm. a weird mix of emotions, to be honest. It was very overwhelming. Yeah, very overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And so they managed to get it in and yeah. how... So that's that's a bit like an epidural yeah, then. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah same thing. Okay. Yeah. And so then you knew they... You knew you couldn't feel anything. Yeah. But you obviously are very clued up as to what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what happens then uh, and how quickly do things happen as it, well? Quite fast after that. So after they got the spinal in, they were like, right, you need to lie down straight away now because you're going to lose all the feeling in your legs. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Quickly like lie down. <laughs> then they put all the monitors on you, like your blood pressure, your ECG and stuff like that. And then, um, and then it must have been about five minutes after that, five or ten minutes, they were checking if I could feel anything from like the waist down and, and I couldn't. So they were like, okay, we can start now. Um, so that was a strange experience because I could feel them yeah. like tugging and pulling. You, if you've had an epidural, I suppose you kind of know this sort of thing, but like the tugging mm. and the pulling. Um, and then you just hear this like whoosh and that's your water's breaking. So it all kind of oh, like wow. whooshes and goes all over the floor and you hear it's like splat on the floor. Um, and then after, it was a strange sensation that because after that, when my waters had gone, I felt like I could breathe again. So I was like, oh. I said to the doctor, I was like, there's something wrong with my lungs. They, 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 there's something wrong with them. And he's like, no, it's because you can fill your lungs up again because you've only been using two thirds of your lung capacity. Wow. So I was like, I was wow, like, that must have so felt strange. I kind of lost concentration on what was happening with the babies, and I was like, oh, I can breathe. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I can breathe. And then I was like, oh, hang on a minute, the babies are coming out of me. Oh my gosh! And were they talking to you um, as they were doing this? Were they kind of so, saying, "All right, now I'm about to do this"? Uh, a little bit, but kind of they were kind of just concentrated I was talking to like there was a nurse that was next to me so I was talking to her and Ryan was next to me mm -hmm. as well so I was kind of just like trying to talk to them and not concentrate on what was going on because it was really such yeah. a weird bizarre sensation like a washing machine uh, and then just like digging around inside you you can't it doesn't hurt <laughs> it was it was really yeah. really weird um, and how was Ryan? Was he, he was coping? Yeah, yeah. That's obviously overwhelming for yeah, him. Yeah, so Ryan's a firefighter and he's um, an EMT, so an emergency medical technician. So he kind of like loves all medical stuff. So he was finding it really interesting. Okay. He couldn't see what was going on, but he was finding it interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then they, it seemed to take a long time for any kind of like baby or anything to happen. And then they were kind of going, oh, uh, he's stuck, he's stuck. And I was like, what? what? What's happening? What's what's going on here? Like, I, I don't know what's, what, 
you know, it was quite a bit scary, really, because they'd not really told me what was happening. Right. And I was sort of expecting a baby to have been out by now. Um, but what had happened was yeah. Archie's head, was it Archie's head? Yeah. So Archie's bum was right down in my pelvis. So it was kind of wedged right. in my pelvis. So they couldn't get underneath it to pull his bum out. So they were trying to get his head out, but his head was wedged underneath Grace. Underneath Grace. <laughs> so they were. it was really difficult to get him out. He was kind of like suctioned right in there. Um, wow. Anyway, they got him out and he was fine. He was just in a bit of shock <laughs> when they got him out. Oh, um, so he, he was all right. So he'd gone over to the little like incubator thing and they do a few checks on them. Um, and then they brought him over to me. And then next minute, Grace was out too. So, yeah. Were they both on At you? At one stage they were, but then they took them both off me because they had to like do some checks and stuff like that. So, Okay. And what did it feel like when you got to see them for the first time? Oh, it was such a lovely feeling. It was like, finally, finally they're here. Like, I don't know, the last few weeks of pregnancy really dragged. So it was kind of just like complete mm-hmm. and utter relief that they were here and they were safe. Because also yeah. when, you, when you're um, pregnant with twins, you... They tell you a lot of the time that, um, you know, early labour can happen and they often are born prematurely and all stuff like that. So I was just so, so grateful that they were both there. They didn't need any ICU uh, intensive care support. They didn't need anything to help with the breathing. They, they'd they made it to 37 weeks, which was like the, the safe, safe goal. So it was just Brilliant. really big relief that they were there and obviously a very emotional time like we were I was crying it was it was it was really lovely yeah whilst you are also going through obviously clearly this huge surgery yeah. um how are you feeling what's the aftermath so they they're out yeah but you're still on the operating yeah. table so what happens next and what What's your, yeah, the immediate aftermath yeah, like? and that was a bit frustrating because I kind of wanted to just be with the babies and try and start feeding them and stuff. So that was a bit yeah. frustrating that I couldn't and I, I couldn't use my legs <laughs> either. So they, right. they were sewing me up, um, which takes it longer actually than it did. To, once Archie was out, it took longer to sew me up to get Grace out than getting Grace out. So that was a bit like, oh, okay. Ryan was holding a baby and there was a baby on me. I can't remember which way round it was now. Um, mm. But one of them was on me and one of them was on uh, uh, Ryan and we were just holding them and they they were they were content. Actually, I did skin to skin, which was nice. They let me pull mm. my gown down and so I could have them on my skin. Um, mm-hmm. And then... After so I was getting sewn up and then they take you through to recovery then, which is where they just make sure that you're all right for after the after the spinal and stuff, um and then so I was in there and the midwife was there too. She was in theatre as well. Actually, the midwife was there and the midwife was like, "Oh, you can start trying to feed them now if you like." And I was like, "Yeah, definitely." But obviously, with the two babies, it's nice to just start off doing one at a time. So I started to try and feed Grace. Um, and as I was feeding Grace, well, trying to feed Grace, you know what it's like at the start. It's a bit tricky, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't got no, a clue what's going no, no. on. The midwife was helping me try and feed Grace. And actually, I felt like it was going pretty well, to be honest. Um, I got this weird, like, sensation, like, downstairs. And I was like, oh, it feels really wet and warm down there. So the recovery nurse came over and she checked and she, I, was, I was having a, a massive bleed. Oh, yeah so she was like um can I get some doctors in here now um it t- took Grace off me 
So mm. it was a bit scary that she was like, oh, can I get an anaesthetist? Can I get this? And I was like, I don't want to go back to theatre. Like I was thinking I was going to have to have another general anaesthetic. Uh, well, not another, yeah. but I was thinking they might have to put me to sleep to stop the bleeding because that's one of the risks of a C-section is if you bleed afterwards, you might have to go back to theatre. And um, so they got the surgeon to come back. So this is going to get a bit graphic now. I'm sorry. No, don't worry. Um, don't worry. The surgeon came back and he was like, yeah, yeah, she's having a, a, a hemorrhage. So he was like, I'll try and stop the bleeding and recovery. So he had his whole fist up inside me trying to st- stop the bleeding from inside because obviously it's my womb that was bleeding. And because I'd not gone into active labour my cervix was still closed so so all the blood from my womb had just built up behind my cervix so he had to open my cervix to get to where the bleeding was coming from to stop the bleeding but by the by this time my spinal was starting to wear off so I could feel I could feel what he was doing and it was really really painful and I'm not surprised. I don't know if they probably did this to you after you had your babies when they press on your stomach afterwards. Yeah. So they were yeah, they horrible. were doing that massage on my stomach, which was making me feel sick. Um, and then he mm. had his hand inside me as well, trying to stop the bleeding. Um, and I was really upset because I was worrying that they were going to take me back to theatre and take me away from the babies. Ryan was on his mm-hmm. the midwife and Ryan were looking after the twins, so I knew they were safe. But I wanted them to be with me. I didn't want them to be there. Yeah. I wanted them to be with me. Of course, you're going through a hu- something yeah, huge. Yeah, so, and you need looking after as well. So I, was, I was getting really, really upset. And, and I was in a lot of pain at this point. Anyway, the anaesthetist came and gave me some morphine. And it was like an angel had appeared. <laughs> it oh, was, yeah, yeah, it was such a big relief when he gave me the morphine. And then I was a bit out of it there. Not not so much like, you know, I was just I was still able to talk and everything just a bit spaced out and I felt really sick so they gave me some anti-sickness as well um but I was just asking I was just asking for a diet coke I just wanted a diet coke (laughs) (laughs) all I wanted is a diet coke I think I had a dry mouth because I'd not had anything to drink and I was just going I want diet coke can I have diet coke and they were like not yet not yet maybe later oh and and so did that work did the bleeding then stop with his manual intervention yeah thankfully he was happy that the bleeding had stopped, so I didn't need to go back to theatre, which was really, really good. So that was that worked out. That's a really interesting point because you think, as someone who knows nothing about it, really, you think that in having a C-section, you avoid some of the like trauma, like vaginal, yeah. pelvic yeah. trauma of of a natural birth. Yeah. Is that the case though? Like, what is? Do you still have a recovery? Yeah. Um. Obviously, then you did because he had to yeah. open up your cervix. But yeah, what was that like? You so you kind of had a double whammy. I definitely felt really sore down there afterwards. Um. And then he had the C-section scar as well, which was really painful. Um. But mm. the hospital gave me such good pain medication afterwards. It was it was fine actually. It wasn't bad the recovery. But okay. um, and then you still have all the bleeding and stuff like you would after you'd had a vaginal delivery. You know, is it called lochia? All that kind of stuff. You still have all of that. Um, but I'd obviously been a bit more than just a bog standard C section as well. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. So how long did they keep you in for, and how did it work with you being with the babies and Ryan yeah. and were you all together yeah how did it all um, go so the first night I had to go to the high dependency unit because of the bleed so actually the first night was really really good because 
We had a massive room. It had two beds in it. So Ryan could actually lie down in the bed. And we were both there for the babies. The midwife, it was almost like one-on-one care with the midwife, which was really good. Um, She was there with me for most of the night. Um, Because I think the babies were born about 6 6 p.m. So by the time all this had happened, it was like 8, 9 o'clock. By the time we got back to the ward... Um, mm-hmm. and then, so yeah, she was helping me feed them. That was really nice. It was all going quite well. Um, about 11 o'clock, Ryan had to leave cause he had to go and finish stuff off in the bathroom because there was someone coming to do tiling the next day. <laughs> Let's not oh, no. forget about the He bathroom. had to finish off what he was doing in the bathroom so that the tiler could come. So he had to disappear about 11 o'clock. So he went for about three or four hours and then came back about 3 a.m. Um, I was still awake. I hadn't gone to sleep. You know what it's like. You, you, you're just on this like whirlwind kind of high. You're full of like adrenaline, aren't you? You can't get to sleep. Um, even though, because I've had the bleed as well, I felt really, um, it was a bit weird because I had the preeclampsia. So my blood pressure was really, really high. But because I'd lost loads of blood, my blood pressure was in my boots because of that. So my body kind of didn't really know what was going on. All over yeah, the place. yeah, yeah. My blood pressure was okay at this point because of the bleeding. Oh yeah, so that was fine. So the first night was actually a really nice night with the babies. They kind mm. of a bit shocked when they first come out into the world, aren't they? And they're not really. Mm. They don't cry as much. I didn't find. And then it was the next day. They kind of both found the voices, and I was a bit like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> what happens yeah, now? <laughs> yeah, and then and then I got moved to a normal ward. So. They had to get me out of the bed. I was up and walking. Felt quite um, like dizzy and groggy. And that was because of the blood loss. Um, mm. I didn't need to, I was like borderline needed to have a blood transfusion. But they decided that I didn't need one, which was quite, which obviously is better not to have one. But also it took me a bit longer to recover because my body had to make up that blood. Then you're on to a normal yeah. ward with both of your yeah, babes. Yeah, normal ward, and it's still COVID time. So we were only allowed, Ryan was only allowed in for two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening. Oh, my so goodness. I'm on my own. So you suddenly have yeah. two babies and you're looking yeah, after them. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, you don't, no. as a first time mum, you're a bit clueless. You, you, in, your instincts take over, but you sort of are still clueless. Were you okay? No, I mean, I, I think okay. I would have been an absolute yeah, state. I, I was. Yeah. I, to be honest, when Ryan left, was being told he ha- they let Ryan stay for an extra hour because I was so upset. Yeah. Um, but as he was leaving, I was having a full blown panic attack. I was like, "Please don't leave me! Yeah. Please don't leave me!" And he was like, "I've got to the hospital. Like, you've got to leave now. You've got to leave. We'll look after her." Um. So that was really hard yeah, for him as well yeah, to leave definitely. you when he wants to look after you. I know. And the both the twins were crying at this point as well. The midwives were like, we'll help her, we'll help her. But it's not the same as your partner being there. It's not the same. So um, we he left probably, I can't remember what time it was. Like it all goes into a blur, doesn't it? We He left um, and then I think it was shift changeover on the wards because there seemed to be a lot less staff. Um, and they tried to help me as much as they could that night, but they, they were so busy. They're so busy. So I ended up just putting the bed, sat upright, and just sitting up in bed with both of the babies on me because that's the only way they wouldn't cry. You know what newborns are like. They just want to be on mm. you, don't they, which is fine. Yeah. Um, it was nice to have the cuddles, but obviously I was so tired because I'd not slept. 
did you even kind of try and sleep in a way is it almost better to tell yourself like I'm just not gonna sleep tonight to be honest that first night so the first night in HDU I didn't sleep that night the second night I um put both the babies on me but I was really scared of like sleeping with them on me because I didn't know how to do it safely like it was just a bit like but I definitely dropped off at some points (laughs) I definitely fell asleep because they'd fallen asleep and they were both on me and I just thought I'm just going to close my eyes and I definitely did did sleep but not for long but you must have needed it so badly yeah yeah it was crazy so you survived when were you able to get out of hospital to be honest that was such a bad night in the hospital the previous night they wanted me to stay in another night because my blood pressure wasn't under control and they wanted Mm. me to stay in another night but I discharged myself yeah I wanted to come home I just want yeah I'd had enough I was like I just want to come home now the babies were fine they were healthy like they they could be discharged it was just me so I was just like no I'm going home I I don't want to be here anymore I felt safer at home in a way Um, and you would be able to get a bit of sleep at home yeah and you've got Ryan yeah exactly so that night we came we must have come home it must have been about tea time and we came home and Ryan took the babies into their little bedroom I'd given them a feed we had some colostrum as well um so Mm -hmm. he took them and he went just go to bed just go to just go to sleep now because I had not slept for two days basically and everything else yeah that had gone yeah on. and how how were you feeding did you want to try and breastfeed yeah, so I don't even know where you begin with twins and breastfeeding but did you know that you wanted to, to be honest, try that? the support the breastfeeding support in the hospital was amazing I'm so glad we had that support mm-hmm. um so I was was breastfeeding them at home at the start yeah I wasn't doing them both at the same time I was doing them separately trying to do them at the same time a little bit because it's just a bit more efficient then and you get more rest time in between I ended up stopping after three months though because it was just a bit too much but yeah how do you um how do you do yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) with two of them both physically and mentally emotionally cycle you know oh yeah um it's hard it's really hard how how did that initial getting breastfeeding going work and how did you physically do it holding both of them did you find a good position that worked really well did you have to try different things the rugby hole position is the best position for twins because you can put them both on one on each side then and you have a thing called a breastfeed a twin breastfeeding pillow so it's like in the shape of an m and um you put Mm -hmm. The pillow, it's just a big, massive breastfeeding pillow, basically. So they can go on both sides, it comes around both sides of your body. And then they can lie on the pillow and you can just like have your hands are free then to support their heads. Yeah. And even even getting them like latching though, were they latching well by themselves? Or did you have to have extra hands yeah, to Yeah, Grace help? was amazing at latching. Archie wasn't so good because he would get really frustrated. So, um, mm. but Ryan was really good at helping me with that as well. He was really, really good. He listened to what the midwives had said in, in the hospital. And uh, yeah, he was really helpful because obviously once you've got one baby on, you've kind of only got one hand to do the other baby then. So you need, yeah. I needed his hands to help me. <laughs> That's such a good point. I mean, with one baby, you need to be operating as a team together anyway. But with twins, it must be so much more important. Yeah. How did you operate as a team? Like what were your responsibilities, Ryan responsibilities? Yeah, how did, how we, did that we go? We didn't kind of like say like, oh, this is your job and that's my job. 
mainly in the early days, my job was just to feed the babies and sleep. <laughs> he kind of he kind of did everything else really. Like he was he was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. He had six weeks off work, which was so so handy. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum was round a lot as well, and his mum was round a lot as well. You know, to do like the washing and the dishes and all stuff like that. Loads yeah. of people bought us meals. Like every everybody mm-hmm. mucked in, but I found that we me and Ryan did work really well as a team definitely like it it wouldn't have gone well I say it went well we survived and that was the main thing (laughs) but um it I couldn't have got through it without him definitely not definitely not he was my rock he was amazing and you said that people bought you like meals mucked in with cleaning and the practical stuff what were the most helpful things that people did or gifts that you got or you know what were what was the most useful stuff to you at that time when you're just trying to survive yeah, every definitely day? in the early days by far the meals the meals were just like you know meals that we could like shepherd's pie lasagna stuff that we can just throw in the yeah. oven and then just eat it straight away yeah. salads everything that was just pre-made that we didn't have to make was just the the, the most useful thing and then also if someone could call around and maybe just take the babies even for just like a 10 minute walk. Um, I didn't really like them to be like out of my sight, but also I kind of knew I got to the point where I was like, I need to just, I need to have like even just half an hour sleep here. So just, just take them for half an hour. Like I kind of had to, I couldn't really be one of those mums that was like, no, no, I need to have the babies with me all the time because Mm. it was almost got to the point where it was like self-preservation because we weren't getting any sleep. So I had to trust, I had to trust other people with the, with the babies because I needed to get some rest myself. How bad was the sleep deprivation? Did they get onto the same rhythm? Yeah. So then, then at least you were waking up at the same time for both of them or were they always on different rhythms? How did it um, work? My, one of the pieces of advice like other twin mums had given me before they were born was to try and keep them on the same schedule. Now, in the early days, that's really hard because they just want to feed on and off all the time when they're little, when they're tiny, don't they? And they don't really have so much as a schedule when they're that small. So um, the first few weeks, we kind of just did try and follow their lead a little bit but also if we one of them if one of them would wake for a feed and the other one wasn't awake but hadn't fed for the like last hour or so or two hours we would wake up that baby but if that one had just gone back down from another feed we obviously wouldn't wake it up for another one if you know what I mean but Mm -hmm. then after we found that after a few weeks they did start to, well, we kind of like made them be on the same schedule then because we were like, we, we need to get some sort of sleep in between the feeds here. <laughs> and when did you, when did you start to feel like, <laughs> when did you sort of surface? Um, oh God. Above, out of the blur in the maelstrom that, was, <laughs> that must have been that first That's first a really period. interesting question because I, I found it kind of went in stages of emerging from that. Um, but I'd say Ryan went back to work after six weeks. So after those first six weeks, it was kind of a bit like, right, okay, we've got to just kind of start getting on with life now. We've got to... Our baby mm-hmm. bubble kind of did last for six weeks, really. So we've mm-hmm. kind of just got we kind of got to six weeks and he went back to work and I was like we've we've got to sort of start fending for ourselves a bit more not relying on our parents as much now how did that feel 
when he yeah when he went back oh, I was to work terrified. and you I was absolutely terrified it was awful and the thing is with Ryan as well he works away so he'll work he'll go he goes away for 24 hours so he's away overnight thankfully his mum was really really helpful and she would take one of the twins sometimes and go and they would stay at her house overnight I would just give her like pumped breast milk we ended up doing combi feeding so I would give her some pumped milk or she would she would just give them a formula feed when they were at her house so she would just take them overnight sometimes as I say having to kind of like let them go and just get help that's what got us through really I couldn't have that proper baby needs to be by my side all the time sort of thing yeah there's just too much to do you're kind of robbed of that as a twin parent I think as you said happy mum happy babies exactly yeah it was like right we've got to find a way to make this work and if that's what's going to help us then let's do it and so you are learning to deal with a newborn two newborns trying to survive sleep but you're also in recovery how long did it take for you and your body and your mental health to feel recovered yeah as I said before the painkillers that they gave me after the c-section were really really good um so I was like up and walking about as soon as I was home really I didn't the c you know it was awkward getting out of chairs and stuff like that but the c-section didn't really stop me from doing anything couldn't go couldn't go for like a walk around the block for a while and stuff like that you know I couldn't walk far but around the house it didn't stop me from doing anything to be honest and then so but I'd say probably feeling physically a bit better like after about six weeks really maybe Mm -hmm. less than that maybe four Mm -hmm. actually yeah probably four weeks you start thinking okay yeah it's not that bad now which is amazing when you think about what your body what your body's gone through. yeah I know I know um and then mentally oh my god my mental health took such a battering at the start I, f- I really struggled at the start just because I think it was the sleep deprivation the sleep deprivation and the breastfeeding it, it I wasn't in a good place really because it was just so intense and it was just non-stop and it was just trying to adjust to being a new mum and I think having a baby it does batter your mental health a little bit because it's such a big change and you can't explain to anybody that's not had a baby how much of a big change it is no you can only you can only know what it's like when you live in it can't you really 100% and I'm tempted to say let's try so can you think about a, a day or even a few hours a day back then and try yeah. and describe what it looked like what kind of <laughs> like give us a, a chunk of time like an example of your schedule and uh, what you okay. were feeling as well can you try and paint a picture yeah yeah um so the babies would feed like between 7 p.m and like 7 a.m they would feed like five times mm. so we were it was like 10 feeds essentially in that in that in the night mm. alone and um, and then the night was literally just try and feed them and try and get them back to sleep as soon as we could but sometimes in between so they were feeding every three hours mm. in between every feed we would sometimes only get like half an hour to close our eyes mm. and then in the day it was just like an endless cycle of feeding burping nappy change feeding burping nappy change and trying to sometimes trying to like close your eyes in between all that but it's it's weird with a newborn because you kind of like they're asleep so I should go to sleep but 
I've got a million other things I should be, I need to do. Yeah. And I also, I want to be awake because I just want to look at them because I yeah. love them so much. And enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But looking back now, I wish I had slept more when they slept. Okay. But that's easier said than done, isn't it? So easily said than done. <laughs> it's impossible. In, in, yeah. And I think when, when they're newborns as well and you're a new mum, you don't actually realise because until they're, they come out of that you don't realize how much they actually do sleep when they're newborns yeah you think they're gonna sleep like that forever yeah don't you but obviously they don't no (laughs) gosh I'm I just think you it's a heroic effort on your part on Ryan's (laughs) part on your family's part I mean having one is hard enough I can only imagine having two yeah and also successfully breastfeeding and getting that working for both of them did you have any did you have like mastitis or did you yeah yeah how what were the some of the challenges with the breastfeeding to be honest with the breastfeeding I breastfed Grace a lot but I pumped a lot for Archie okay uh, because he's really struggled with his latch he's not tongue tied or anything yeah but he would just flick it flick his tongue to the roof of his mouth and then he wouldn't latch okay so and then I started the pumping with Archie and then I was a bit like oh, is pumping easier because then someone else can feed them sometimes yeah and um, so I ended up kind of like doing all three so we were doing a bit formula a bit pumping a bit breastfeeding so wow. it was like triple feeding oh my goodness <laughs> times that 10 times a day or however much they feed times two yeah yeah exactly it got to about six weeks and I was like I think I'm just gonna purely pump now yeah and just not breastfeed yeah and I look back now and I'd, I'd regret that a little bit I wish I'd gone a bit further with the breastfeeding but at the time I was really struggling with it yeah. so yeah I just I wasn't in a good place with it I was like yeah. you know when you just can just feel like a negative spiral and I just thought right I need to stop this now yeah so with the breastfeeding, well, with the pumping and the, the bottle feeding, I got to three months and then I was like, I'm stopping at three months now. Like, I'm done. Like, I feel like I've done enough. I've given them a good start. Yeah, like, amazing. And do you know what? As soon as I stopped, I felt so much happier. Oh, good. I felt like me again. I really felt like me. I was like, oh my God, this is, I should have done this ages ago, but I'm glad I did three months. I look back though and I think, oh, I wish I'd done a bit longer, but the decision was made and I was happy at the time that I'd stopped. So, okay not easy yeah. at the time because emotions are running high hormones are still flying it's the no sleep as well the no sleep just completely screws you over yeah i find wow gosh abby thank you for talking to us about all of this herculean effort is all i can say oh, thank you um, just thank amazing you. <laughs> and yeah twin mums out there all mums but twin mums oh, yeah amazing <laughs> amazing work i have a few final quick fire questions to ask you before we sadly tie things off so tell us and I think there might be one extra one here that I hadn't prepared you for so don't worry if you haven't got an answer (laughs) um so what is the most unexpected or strange pregnancy side effect that you experience I can't really say a strange one but the most unexpected one was the rib pain because it was literally like I was getting body shots all day every single day (laughs) it was pure agony it was like I was being punched more than being punched it was literally like I was being shot in the ribs it was horrible so that was probably the most unexpected really yeah 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 fair enough um what could you have not done without during labor and um, the drugs <laughs> yeah <laughs> great answer yeah I was a c-section wasn't I so yeah. the drugs yeah <laughs> 
what is um, the best tip or trick that you've learned so far? Either general baby hack or twin hack. I would say if you've got a fussy baby, buy a fabric sling, mm-hmm. put the baby in the sling and sit on your pregnancy yoga ball and bounce. Mm. And that sorts out your fussy baby straight away. <laughs> nice. Nice. What advice do you have for other mums or parents who are out there expecting twins and probably terrified? Oh, wow. What yeah. can you tell them? What advice would you have for them? Um, my advice would be try not to get stressed about their sleep in the early days because they will get in sync eventually. And when they do get in sync, it's a game changer. But don't try and force them. Great advice. And it gets better and it gets easier and it gets fun. <laughs> <laughs> hang in there for the beginning. Yeah, yeah, hang in there because it is fun. It's great fun. And what is the funniest moment that you've had so far as a mum or as parents? Um, I would say uh, the twins were in the bath together. This was probably about six months ago. So they were about one. Mm -hmm. They were in the bath together. I'd let the water out of the bath and I'd just nipped into the room to get their towels. And while I was in the other room, I heard this massive squelchy fart. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? So I ran into the bathroom Grace had done a poo in the bath with there's no water in the bath. So Uh it was just there in the bath. And Archie, I'd only got the room for two seconds. Archie had picked up the poo and he was putting it in his mouth. And he had poo all over his face. (laughs) (laughs) And then he started screaming because he was like, why is there poo in my mouth? It was so funny. Yeah, it was so funny. (laughs) It wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now. (laughs) Yeah, at the time, what did you actually do? At the time, Ryan was in work as well. I was on my own, so I was like, I was like, ah, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah, I um, I just scooped them out of the bath. Uh. Tried to wipe the poo off his mouth. Gave him a drink. (laughs) What can you do? Wash it down. (laughs) Just got to wing it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so good. And how how are Archie and Grace now? They are oh, eighteen great. months. Yeah, how, eighteen months. Yeah. yeah. How are yeah. they? Are they best they're friends? Brilliant. Yeah, they're little. They're my little besties as well. Yeah, we go everywhere together. Honestly, it's great. We have so much fun. We take. We, I take them out everywhere. It's great fun. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, they're fab. They're so funny. Somehow funnier that there's two of them. I don't know. <laughs> oh. They have little. Com- they have conversations with each other now and they're just talking pure gibberish and it's just it's so lovely to see oh that must be gorgeous the reward for (laughs) all of that hard work yeah definitely oh abby (laughs) thank you so much for telling us your story and congratulations and you're a superhero oh thank you it's been fab i've really enjoyed it that's the end of this episode take care and see you next time